Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Edge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Kegel. And Control Freak. Hey, you didn't call me King Kegel this time. Yeah, I didn't accidentally mistake you for Light no. this week. God. <laughs> that did, in fact, happen last week. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, now I'm upset. Uh, well, that's your fault for not listening to the episodes and keeping up. Just think of it this way. You were here in spirit, or at least in Clearly. his mind. I mean, it it really was me just fucking up the intro, because I'm <laughs> so used to doing me. the intro. That uh, is true. Uh, Alright, so, uh... Welcome to the podcast, everybody. If this is your first week, we're sorry. Uh, except I'm not. not. And it's Gamescom this week. I won't deny, I kind of forgot that it was... So until did I. yeah, until I like all of a sudden YouTube ads started popping up. It's like, oh yeah, Gamescom. And I was like, well, oh yeah, that thing. Gamescom used to just be like a PC game thing, where like sometimes you'd get a little bit of news. If a, if there was like sometimes there's a major now all of a sudden it's like Europe's E3, and so now we've got GDC, E3, uh, Gamescom, and TGS, and it's like that's pretty dope. E3 needs and to get San Diego it shit together. Comic-Con. I, a, a little bit, yeah. Wait, E3 what's, needs yeah. to get what's it TGS? Together, like, Tokyo, Tokyo Game Show. Game Show. Oh, okay. For some reason, I that did not click in my head. Um, yeah. but it, Gamescom has really come a long way, and like, I also forgot it was a thing until it was like news, news, news. Yeah. Yeah. We and oh boy, do we have a fuckload of news this week, and it's only day two. Yeah. That's this is, this makes it fun though, because now. Now that we know there's so many trade shows, we can just pick and choose shit to talk about. Well, we don't have yeah. to cover it all anymore. <laughs> but we're still gonna. Cause there's no way do. to cover it all. Sure there is. We'll just have to get one of those time turner things from Harry Potter. Please, no. <laughs> Man, if oh, I get yes. a time turner. <sighs> all right. Well, let's let's get into the news and not compare Harry Potter lore here. <laughs> well... All right, so we are the newsy shit. We're not going to talk about what we've been playing then? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's the thing we do. <laughs> so what have you guys been playing this week? Actually, what have I been playing? Destiny. Warframe. Yeah, yeah. De- Destiny and Warframe have been my two things, so kind of sticking with the uh, standard stuff. Just prepping for little, Shadowkeep. Little smattering of Sea of Thieves in there. Yeah, not as much as uh, past weeks, though. No, no, we've been we you and I have been pretty hardcore on Destiny the last few weeks. Well, we've got to get you 
fucking leveled up, Mr. I'm only level 40. I want to hey, do level I... 50 content. Why does this keep killing me? Hey, I was leveling up my hunter last night. Wait. I want to get him ready to go. Sid, I forgot give... how much fun the hunter is. Sedge, give Control a chance to at least talk about you without you doing your own impression of yourself. <laughs> but are you at least going through it in the proper manner, doing the adventures and getting yes. your level up before you're barreling to the end? Yes, I'm trying to get him up to level 40 before I attempt Forsaken. Okay. <laughs> him? Yeah. Yeah, you made a male character. My 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 hunter is a male robot. My warlock is a purple-skinned female. I mean, that is interesting that you're not just playing another female, but also, it's just weird that you're talking about it in the third person. I mean, I, do you refer to game characters you play as as yourself? Do you self-impose your uh, yeah. yourself into the game? Oh yeah. Okay. That's you do you. It it depends. It depends on the game because there are some where I'm where I'm dissociated from my character. But for the most part, I, I speak in first person for my game characters, even established characters like I'm Joel in The Last of Us. I mean, all right. In well, and for narrative games, that makes sense. But I feel like in a game where if you have multiple characters and you customize those characters, referring to them as a separate entity kind of makes yeah. sense. Because you have to differentiate. Yeah, because it's like you have three characters. I have a hunter, a warlock, and a titan. I refer to each of them as individuals. Hmm. Which makes sense. I mean, I I haven't created a titan because I, for some reason, don't like the hitty boy, but... Hunter yeah, or no. Titan Smash, man. <laughs> but you do like uh, the titty boy. I do. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> I'm not actually sure more. what he said. <laughs> anyway, moving not on. Not either. Hence the what. <laughs> I think I know what he said. And then I said, yep. And then my brain went, no, wait, what did you say yep to? We'll find out in post. Oh, uh, God. I was just mentioning how you like the music of 2 Chains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been playing anything this week, Light? Yeah, so... I have ventured off and re-downloaded DS Emulator. Um, and this time... I've decided to actually play some DS games instead of just using it to play Pokemon Heart Gold. Okay. And this has been an adventure. Um, I have learned a few things uh, about the DS and also how hard it is to play. I, I don't know. Sometimes I do really good with emulators on touchscreen. Sometimes I do terrible. But every time I play DS, all I could think about is, God, I need built-in controls. I mean, but to I be will fair, say I thought that about the DS when it was out. Yeah. With some I, of the I'm, games. Well, I got myself about 30 games. Uh okay. through legal means or whatever we have to say. Um But I want to list off a couple of games 
And I want you guys to tell me which one you think I've had the best time with so far. Sure. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So we've got uh, DK Jungle Climber, Sonic Rush, Pokemon Black, uh, Dragon Ball Origins, Why is it gotta be New Black? Super Mario Brothers, um, Civilization Revolution, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. I'm going to go with Civ Revolution. It's actually go with a really fun game. Or actually, no, I was going to go with Sonic. Okay, so oddly enough, Sonic is actually the best platformer. It's so weird, because uh, I haven't even figured out how to do the layout. Just with the basic layout, it's the most playable platformer. Hmm. Um, and that's saying something, because the basic layout's trash, and I have to save a new one for every game I play. <laughs> but uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Really? The DS port it, of it? The DS port is a solid fucking game. That plays really well. Your tone of voice makes it sound like you're lying. No, I... That already I just not... hit puberty. Yeah. Think, think about what kind of game. I mean, it's a third-person action game. And I'm playing on a touchscreen. Um, and it does not... It uses touchscreen and physical controls. And so I have to use a virtual gamepad. And I had to tweak it and all that, like I do for all of them. It is not the game you think would come out on top. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't seem like it would be. And I've I've been doing real solid with it. Uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Climber or whatever it's called. I remember actually playing that on the DS, and uh, that one translates well if you know what you're doing. It's just kind of clunky to set up. Hmm. Uh. New Super Mario Brothers is almost impossible because I've learned that without a tactile control, I cannot put my finger on a D-pad for the life of me. <laughs> like, I am constantly misjudging where I'm touching. I mean, I'm having that issue trying to go back and play uh, Doom on my phone. Yeah. That fucking useless piece of shit thing doesn't uh like doom you don't even have to aim anyway but somehow it's harder to aim yeah yeah uh there's there's a thing that some touchscreen games do where like uh they use a virtual joystick but it's like wherever you as long as you're pressing your thumb down on the like you'll pick you know if you're uh right-handed or left-handed and it'll give you a traditional joypad that way but the virtual joypad will go wherever you t touch. That's where it starts. I like games that do that. Not games where the joypad is just kind of stuck in one position. Because like I said, I misjudge it constantly. Right. I, right. I, think, I think I understand what you're going with for that. Yeah, I really worded that confusingly. But it makes sense if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, they sell these little things. They're little springy joypads. They just, uh... They, they, say, they sell a lot of little things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... But it's... It 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 kind of, uh... Emulates, like, a, uh... PSP thumb... Slider? What do you, What is that called? You know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah. 
phone. I, I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. I, they suction to the phone. Those would be a nice thing to have for a game like Doom. <laughs> they emulate a PSP nub. Nub. There we go. An analog nubbin. That's <laughs> just that just is some poor a word choice. Easy controller <laughs> I can use with my phone, which I know they exist. Don't at me. But I don't want to carry around a controller with me wherever I go, just so I can game on my phone, because I barely do that as it is. Yeah, dude, I will. I'll post it into the Facebook group someday. I have made so many quote-unquote gaming phones and uh, uh, tablets, um, even before touchscreen smartphones were a thing i had an idea for a psp phone I, I i it's a real big thing for me i wish that we had more devices that had built-in controls Was, wasn't like nokia sony trying to make that wasn't the, the sony PSP xperia play yes well no the psp phone was going to be a thing and then they got rid of it well, well the it psp the... phone evolved into the sony ericsson xperia play and sony never did anything with it because, you know, that they're want for that. You mean like what they're going to do to Spider-Man? No, that's still up in the air. Man. So, I'm glad you brought that up, because uh, that's a piece <laughs> of news I would have forgot about. So, it's so weird for me. I was very excited when Microsoft Studios, because they desperately need some exclusives. Uh, but I did, get, War. I did get it. Yeah, I did get a little depressed whenever they got Double Fine. Um, not so much when they got Ninja Theory, because, like, I'm happy for Ninja Theory, and I'm happy for Double Fine to have the thing, but there's just, there's something about a studio that prides itself on being independent suddenly getting bought out that depresses me. And well, it's Tim Schafer needed to make his house payment this month, and he just wasn't getting there with the Kickstarter money anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he has to pay his uh, employees, too. I mean, I understand that. And, you know, I trust in him that he made the right decision. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. But I mean, I would with, hope so. But I also find myself real depressed about this insomniac thing. Because they've had they've had a tight relationship with Sony. They've done fine as being more of a second party. But they pride themselves on being independent. And I also one day hoped to see another Sunset Overdrive. I mean... That was a yeah, fun one. I, I don't think Sunset Overdrive sold well enough to warrant a sequel. That's the thing. No, but Microsoft is desperate enough that I'm sure they would have thrown money at Insomniac Games because they're such a high-tier developer. So That's true. That's what else I had been playing. I don't know why it completely escaped my mind, but... I'm playing Spider-Man. No, Sunset Overdrive. I played that this weekend. Oh, dude. Because that's actually that on the Game Pass. I love that game. I loved it when it first came out. So I'm um, terrible at shooters. You may know that. <laughs> and that game, you have to constantly stay in motion. Yeah. Which yeah. makes it even harder to aim and shoot. But wow, if I didn't have a blast. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Because it, it came out when the... It wasn't 360. No. Yeah, it was... No, that was an Xbox One title. Yeah, it was when the yeah, Xbox One first came out. It, it's well, yeah, it wasn't title. a launch. Yeah, but it was, it was one of their title. earlier. But I, know that... I, I actually played through the entirety of the game, not on an like not on my own Xbox Live account. 
Because I was mm. I was off at school, and on campus Nerd. they had like they had an arcade. Basically, it was like it was like a mini club. So they you know they had pool tables, they had video games, whole nine yards. But I would literally go there on the weekend, like for one of the days of the weekend, I would go there and just play Sunset Overdrive, and I managed to beat it during my time in school because it was just such a fun goddamn game. And now I'm playing through it again. (laughs) It's a super fun game. And I will say one thing, you know, they, they went for like the insomniac games, kind of ratchet and clank thing of the wacky weapons. Yeah. You know, and I like a lot of the wacky weapons, but really my favorite weapon in that game is that fucking pistol. You get that thing that just hits like a damn truck. Oh, the, uh, what is it? Um, Oh my god, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> well, well my like brain. The, it's like the first gun you get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the Dirty Harry. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's literally just it's like a massive revolver. <laughs> yeah. And I love that gun. I love the wacky guns, but I just love that. I gun love cause... I love the option that you can shut off swearing and the game is still just as witty and funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I keep the swearing because you You're know an adult? Fucking a. Don't have children. <laughs> yeah, me yes. too. I keep the fucking flying. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's glad that you're. I'm glad that you're going back to Sunset and revisiting that game because I. It really did not get the love it deserved. It did. What it about me, Ted? Are you glad that I'm going back to DS? Sedge, are you glad for me? <laughs> Sedge, tell me. Is anyone happened. is anyone glad to go back to DS? I mean, there are some good games on the DS. I like how everyone I, just I, went silent. Yeah, I, after I, I said that like, am I actually glad I went back to the DS? Well, I wanted shit. I wanted to be like, yeah, I am. The DS is so great. But then I'm like, well, there's a reason I constantly delete everything and then have to get it again a year later. <laughs> Sounds like more of a pain in the ass to play DS on mobile than anything else. Oh, even if I had the like, even if I had the built-in controls, or if I had like an R4 card or something for my actual DS, like, I'd still be bitching about these games. Let's be honest. (laughs) You know, I. So I know we're getting a new Metroid soon. When that is, the last Metroid, Metroid Prime Hunters. Fuck playing that game on the DS. With the fucking stylus aiming and the weird controls, like that. See shit. that game, that game gets praised a lot. And also, so, well, I don't, I don't want to start a war here, but the last Metroid game was Federation Force. Yeah. No, the last Metroid game was Metroid uh, Samus Returns. But Federation Force exists, and everybody needs to swallow their pride and accept that it was a decent offshoot. So we'll I will it. say the DS Metroid game, the one that you were just kind of ragging on, I like once I got used to the control scheme, I had fun with it. I actually did. Um, maybe maybe that's the thing. I just is, didn't get used to it enough. Yeah, I won't. I won't deny though. It is a royal pain in the dick to play. Like especially like when you first pick it up, you're like, how, how the. F- I'm, I need to use the stylus to aim, but I also need to move, and I also need to access my inventory, and oh my god, why? It's what yeah. those... Do you remember those styluses they made that wrapped around your finger? Yeah. It's what those are made for. My, I actually... My phone 
is an LG stylo, and those come with built-in styluses. It's like uh, LG's answer to the Samsung Note. Right. Mm. And um, all I can think of every time I'm playing a game where I need to use the stylus is, fuck, I wish I could just wrap this on my thumb. <laughs> now, I don't have a way to do any trigger buttons. I can't reliably use uh, my volume or anything like that. And um, at least in a comfortable way. And so I couldn't imagine playing Federation Force. Like, I could probably move and aim, but then shooting would be impossible. Yeah, no, probably, considering... Yeah, no, I'm just going to go with yes, because I've <laughs> never tried it, and I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but enough of focusing on the past. Instead, Let's move to the future. I was going to say focus on the past with the new Doom, but sure, <laughs> we'll go to the future. Well, the new Doom is in the future. That is and true. Boy, does it look good. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, I, I saw you post up about it, but the new trailer that they put out for Gamescom, um, I presume you've watched it. I, I honestly didn't. Oh, the Stadia trailer? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I like I've how you said yes. all the Stadia stuff. Well, it's it's still a weird concept, and I'm still waiting to see proper implementation on a public network. I do have something to share with you guys. Uh, next time you're out and about, I was at, uh, I, I, last week I wasn't available. I was downtown Pittsburgh mm -hmm. visiting family. And uh, I went to our local Walmart. And they actually had a setup of a tablet and a Chromebook and a Stadia controller. And I didn't test it out. I didn't demo it. But I wanted to let you guys know that there are Stadia demo kiosks. I also want to demo talk to you Doom. About... <laughs> Can I get my Doom fix? Oh, Jesus. Nah, I, um, it, it's it. It'll just be something interesting to finally see put into practice. Yeah. No. I. I. I'm watching it. It's going to be nifty. But uh, yeah, that's the first thing we got at Gamescom. Seriously. Um, that was your hissy. Can I get my Doom fix? I watched it. It's the first thing we got at Gamescom. That's all you have to say on it. I, I'm gonna <laughs> save my Doom ranting for when Doom actually comes out. You mother. Because it's gonna be an entire <laughs> hour. We're just gonna be yeah. listening to him gush constantly. I'm I'm down to talk about this, dude. Doom Eternal looks fucking great, and. My recommendation today that I was going to have at the end of the podcast was for the uh, no-clip documentary on Doom. Hmm. Oh. Everything about this, everything about the new Doom and, and it and everything they're doing with it is incredible and needs to be praised and talked about. I know that 2016, there were tons of people online who were like, why aren't we talking more about Doom and how great Doom is? But like... <laughs> Even ha still having not gotten a chance to get my hands on it, I'm suddenly seeing the light and why people were saying that. Can I tell you why we weren't talking online about how good Doom was? Because you were playing it? Because we were fucking playing Doom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a buddy who, Ante, was nonstop talking about how Doom was his number one game that year. Oh, and my God. Yeah, even looking into the making of it, 
even the the Doom three and four concepts were great, and I love everything that they've been able to roll over from Doom four into New Doom, which is also oh, yeah. old Doom and just man, well, props. The the concept from Doom four was you were going to be fighting on Earth, and I know they kind they kind of did the Star Wars thing where. Doom yeah. 2016 was the proof of concept was, hey, guys, look, we can still make Doom. <laughs> Doom Eternal is them basically reviving Doom 4 from the ashes. Yeah. It, Which... It's so er, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, can, can I say something on Stadia real quick and then let's probably never talk about it until we have to again because fuck it. Okay. Something kind of interesting with it is um, when Stadia was first announced and we all collectively groaned, like us as uh, game consumers, it's kind of funny that we were like, we don't want this. We don't want it to be streaming. We don't like the fact that we don't own anything anymore. And, you know, you definitely don't own your library there. And now they've come out and they've announced, no, whenever you subscribe to us, it's not a Netflix for games. And you have to go out and you have to buy the games and you own them even though you stream them. And somehow they, they managed to make that wrong too. <laughs> well, so they've, they've pretty much gone from it being a, uh, it's not a, what is, trying to think of the right terminology. Uh, Let's call it Netflix for games. Well, well, right now, as the current iteration, if you have to go out and still buy your own games and whatnot, like you have to, so you can have access to it, but you still have to buy it. Then mm-hmm. you're getting a platform as service. So it's like you load up Stadia, you sign into Steam, you have your Steam library. You don't own a PC, so you are using their hardware. It's uh, yeah, hardware as service. Then well, the so, um, the subscription service that they offer, come to find out, is just PlayStation Now. Uh, or PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold and all that. It's just their version of that, but it's a monthly thing. Right. right. But well, but the whole thing with it is like cuz their whole pitch was, "Oh, you could do it on your phone, you could do it on your tablet for yeah. more common household tech so for instead the first of year also." For the first year, it's literally just the Google Pixel devices. Well, that's what they're showcasing it on. But well, I'm, it's, I'm it's saying, literally not available yet. Like, you can only get it on a Pixel phone. I know, but what I'm trying to portray is instead of having a computer t- tower now, like, they're, they're selling it as hardware as service. So you yeah. no longer need the beefy PC. No, I understand. You just have your phone to do it. Well, I'm not saying it as its benefit, it's almost its detriment because, okay, well. I don't want to pay for Stadia anymore, but if I want to play any of my game library, I need to go out and buy a $1,000 PC so that I can go back to playing my games. Yeah, Uh, but you don't... Okay, so if I went out and I bought Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey, what's the newest one? Whatever it is. A a Assassin's Creed. (laughs) If I went out and I bought Assassin's Creed... Uh, through Stadia. I own Assassin's Creed through Stadia. I can play it on any device. I do not need my Stadia subscription for it. 
So what the fuck but, is the point of the subscription? Yeah, what, so the what are you paying the subscription, for? The subscription is the same as paying for Xbox Live Gold. It's so you can play multiplayer. But there has there has to be more more to it. You're you're still going they, through Stadia's. They give you hardware. they give you a, a handful of free games. You know, it's it's literally Xbox Live Gold. It's not a Netflix right. for games. You don't get an access to it. It doesn't really give you anything. But, That's why they I'm, have a free service. What I'm saying, though, is if I stopped paying for my Stadia account, then you can still play all the games that you have purchased. Through what, You just though? won't be you, through Stadia. There's a free so, version, like having Xbox Live and PlayStation. So it just removes network capability or yeah, what is you it? Wouldn't, like, you what, wouldn't yeah. be able to play multiplayer That's, anymore. So it's basically if you have PlayStation or Xbox Live and you stop subscribing to the gold card, you can still use Yeah. Like that's still why buy I would, games and shit, you just can't play online. That's what yeah. I was bitching about a couple weeks ago. That's is just, once they finally unveiled it, it sounds so trash now. Because what it what they what it what we originally thought it was was like if you're paying the fifteen dollars a month then you're you're getting access to their library and you can stream games and all of that and then it's like well what is this free option that they're talking about and what will that offer well they came out and they're like well no it's uh you you purchase games normally it's just do you want to play multiplayer and stuff it yeah i never well and that's the thing i never presumed that it was going to be like hey you get access to our library i thought you might you might still have to buy it at a discount but yeah, it's it is a their market plan weird is very stupid, weird for yes. this. Yes. The market plan is hey, look at all the games that are going to be on Stadia. I mean, well, and that's the thing. Technically, anything could be on Stadia. Yeah. What yeah. you're what you're literally doing, what well, what they are literally doing is you are remote desktoping to a computer yeah. that has the game on it. You're, you're remote desktoping to a beefy-ass computer that can run this game at full specs, and it's streaming it to your phone. So your only hardware limiter is your internet. It's like, yeah. I'm streaming this to my Google. My I'm streaming it to Google Chrome. Now yeah, the, only, and it, it's cool. the only kickback is, can my internet handle? There goes all exactly. my bandwidth. Yeah, And it'll be... <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a different discussion too. But it, it it'll be cool whenever I can play on my TV through a through a Chrome stick and then switch to my phone on the go. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't I don't see any point of it. And the only now the only true benefit of it, this is going on longer than I wanted it to. The only true benefit of it is that Google has uh, optimized their servers. Like we know that Google has optimum servers. But then right. you look, it, that would have been, you know, that would have been something that puts them in competition with Sony and Microsoft. But Microsoft has clearly been building up to this, and they, they've now lended their help out to Sony as well. So yeah, to like, deal yeah. with it. Well, yeah, every... and so what does Google really have to offer above anybody else? I mean, nothing. That's the thing. They They don't have... They have the ability to stream to your phone right now, but it seems like Microsoft's going to be getting that soon. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Sony's going to jump on the bandwagon soon. The, mm -hmm. So the biggest thing that Google will have is network infrastructure. Yeah. 
That's what well, Google will that, have. I think that that's a strength of Microsoft. And I also, no, there's also really. the dark horse of Bethesda. Well, but when I, so when I say network infrastructure, Google sets down fiber lines. Google's part of that. They're part of the networking and primary hub work. So they, if they have optimized stuff for Stadia, then bandwidth throughput for the Stadia connection could in fact be better than what you might see Microsoft and Sony being able to put out. However, that's true. That still remains to be seen once they have like if they ever get to a point where they do a test run and see what what would the, you know, maximum demand be and could this system handle it, we're we're going to need to wait to see that happen before we can really make a claim as to how good Stadia might become absolutely yeah. I, mean, I um i'm gonna be go ahead such i i'm gonna honestly be following the stadia because i want to know how it does but as it stands right now i look at stadia and i don't see a reason for me to own stadia no it, it's something that when first announced when when it was mostly a, a mystery and we all had to assume what we thought it would be it was something that I thought sounded very good, particularly right. for people like me. And then as, um, it, as it's gotten more about it, we've just kind of gone, oh, okay, so it really is yeah. just Google making a console that, yes. like Control said, just is remoting into a beefy-ass rig. It's a cheaper console, which, yeah, of course, since it's streaming, like, you do get a decent, you'll get decent uh, graphics and whatnot, whatever. But uh, as long as you have the bandwidth. It, it's a cheaper console with a more expensive online infrastructure. $15 a month is way more than $60 a year. Well, yeah. And that's the yeah. thing, like, the uh, the Game Pass, if you get the mm -hmm. PC and uh, Xbox yeah. Live combo thing, it's like, that's $15 a month. Um, so, you want to know what my game library with Game Pass is currently? Really, really, lot. really big. Yeah. Is it? No. Yeah. The, the $15 we pay for Game Pass every month, I, I will say that is one of the most worthwhile investments I've made in gaming in a long, like since I built my rig. Well, on the subject of Game Pass, do you guys think, is Microsoft eating the cost of this the same way Disney will be whenever they launch their streaming service? No. no. Um, the, the reason I would say no uh, is because they start off by releasing not necessarily older games, but it's like yeah. these are games that are, in a lot of respects, either started off exclusive to Xbox, are exclusive to Xbox, or have been out long enough that they've probably made their profit line for it. So, I mean, you look at Forza Horizon, Gears of War, um, yeah. Sea of Thieves, uh, Sunset Overdrive. I mean, those were like, games think... that they put them out and they made their money from. Now we're yeah. getting Shadow of War popped up well, on here. I think here. it's safe to assume with Game Pass, maybe not, maybe it'll be like Stadia and we'll all be wrong and Microsoft will make a big flub. I, I think they're smarter than that right now, fingers crossed. But I think it's safe to assume that Game Pass and xCloud are going to be intertwined into one thing. Yeah. And so I, I would agree with that. 
And so it seems very smart and very uh, affordable for consumers to do it at $15. You get live Game Pass and Cloud together as one device. Um, and that is the new Xbox platform. And that is Microsoft starts to see more share. Uh, and it also helps put comp- competitors like uh, like Sony. They'll have to have something that's more consumer friendly, too. But I was just wondering if you guys thought that $15, it seems like it's long-term viable, or if they're eating cost in the same way that Disney Plus is going to have, you know, all the content, but they are they are at such a low, low price in order to steal all those consumers away from other competitors. Is Microsoft See, doing the same thing, or is $15 right? I think that with everything you get, more people are going to do the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. With games going this service, like games a service route with microtransactions for cosmetics and, yeah. you know, in Destiny's case, like everything is a paid, some kind of paid uh, expansion. Yeah. And I know like that doesn't obviously translate over to Microsoft because that's Bungie, but... Still. Um, I think that even if they are eating the cost on it, they're making their money back tenfold. Oh, it's worth it for the market share you get. Yeah. No. Like, if they play their cards right, this could be the biggest boon for Xbox ever. So, yeah. Even if if it is them taking a hit on that, yeah. No, they're they're definitely reaching for the stars on what they can get here. But, um... We got some other Gamescom announcements to mm-hmm. to go through here. I also got some conversation I want to have about another game coming up. So yeah, let's go ahead. Sorry well, about that. All right. Let's let's keep moving. Sorry about here. that good conversation, guys. I mean, no, it was it's fine. No, I know. I'm I'm shitting on myself. Oh, Jesus. Please all don't right, shit so... on yourself. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, don't. Oh, they're not mad here. in call. <laughs> Just be thankful we don't have smellophones. Oh, Christ. All right. All right. Next, so next one on the list. We got a new Need for Speed announcement. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Did anybody watch it? Does it look good? It. I mean, it looks kind of like Most Wanted. I'd be okay with um, that. Like the good Most Wanted, not the yeah, remake. yeah. On on a scale of NFSU two, that being you know like awesome underground two, yeah. To Pro Street, which felt like a misstep. Where do you think it ranks? I'd say closer to Underground 2. Like like I said, it looks like Most Wanted. But the good Most Wanted. Or Hot Pursuit? No, 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 no. I'm talking like the the last game in the Underground series. No, I know Most Wanted. That that was, yeah. I feel like Most Wanted started edging towards that pro street, though. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't. I thought most wanted I, I mean, was. I mean, I guess maybe I didn't place Pro Street enough, but I didn't get that vibe. Okay, well that's fine. But it, it looks really good, cool because they're bringing back like the nighttime street racing, and then racing yeah. during the day you can do like actual circuits and shit. There's something and... about aping the Tokyo Drift movie that really gets me into a racer, and I don't know why. 
Well, I, I think that's what got a lot of people into Need for Speed Underground, because that came out right around the time Fast and the Furious did. Yeah, oh yeah, that that's what they were making. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the, the car on the front of the first Need for Speed Underground was Brian's car from Fast and the Furious. That's that's possible. Yeah, I, I don't know off the top of my head. If, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll live with it. And then I've always loved the abbreviation NFSU, too, because it's just so long. <laughs> Need for speed, fuck you, too. <laughs> uh, we got a trailer for the new game from the guy who created Halo. Yeah, the, what was it? Disintegration? So Disintegration, It's like yeah. Destiny. It looks like Destiny and Anthem ran off had sex, made a baby, and then threw it into like a daycare a modern with clones of Halo? No, it threw it into a modern day like rural countryside town. At least from, mm. from the trailer that they put out, because it was like, alright, you've got the guy on his high-tech hover bike inside a high-tech facility, but then they switch over to gameplay and it's like, it looks like he's in a rural countryside with forest and farmland. Yeah. And you, yeah. You what? Have, <laughs> and it looks like you have hover bike guy, dude in Hulkbuster armor, the hunter from Destiny, and some other person. Yeah. And but, they uh, all have the personality <laughs> of Cade Six. But in a in a good way, I don't understand what are you guys saying. To be so, determined. Yeah. It, I. In, it, okay. it, it piqued my interest. But I want okay. to see more before I would be like, yeah, I'm totally on this bandwagon. It's more of a, okay, you've you've dangled some nice bait here, but I'm not going to swallow the hook. Yeah. We'll, All right, we'll I'll wait be... to see what else you put down. Yeah, I, I got to say, when when I had the rumor about this guy making a game, I was more interested in it than when I've seen the trailer. My My interest in it has since dropped. I just... I don't know. It looks like a game, I guess. That's currently yeah. <laughs> the style I've noticed. A lot of games are going for like the squad-based yeah. open-world mechanic. Like you're seeing mm -hmm. that a lot more often. They're going for the live service model that Destiny has in Division. But like, I do think that, that there makes was you a want to keep Go coming ahead. back. Yeah. I do think that there was a game at Gamescom this year though that that is really going to do right by the live service, but we'll get to that. Go ahead. Um, well, we got an announcement I'm super stoked about. Avengers? Space Program 2. You know, I, I own the first one, and I've put like five hours into it. That was never very Aww. good. That was never Aww. good. Like, I'm I had to... I managed to have KSP running on a netbook way back in the day but my netbook was hooked up to my trying TV. to run ksp well it didn't explode but i will say there were a couple uh there were a couple of usb thumb drives that were sticking out of it that were working as virtual ram <laughs> um but uh i remember having to watch youtube videos on rocket science yep oh no that's Especially... the fucking great thing about kerbal it actually teaches you rocket science. 
Yeah, yeah I won't. I won't deny Kerbal works as a teaching program, but I was not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. Learning Para and Apahelion. I think the furthest I ever got. I mean, I was able to launch things into space. Never made it to the moon or anywhere off planet. They only give you the sun, the earth, and the moon in the demo. Um, and they never made it back to the ground either. But alive. I did. Well, plenty of them made it to the ground, uh, just not. Yeah, like unperfect. it said, they didn't make it back alive though. Yeah. I got to the moon um, once. But I did do plenty of uh, rotations. I did do plenty of orbit. And that was always fun to succeed in an orbit, particularly with a shoddy rocket. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to Let, that. Let's go to space on the thing from outside the Walmart. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I watched that trailer for KSP2. And my heart soared, but there was, um, they were, so they, they're kind of showcasing. I know that it's not real gameplay, but the, I think that they were really indicating that they've upped their graphics and physics systems. Oh, yeah. Because they kept showing things break apart. So there's a moment where they show a probe go onto uh, Titan. And I was like, this is the most incredible thing ever. And then they, they built a space station. Which is, I guess, to show off, you know, what will be part of the... You'll actually be able to have permanency on on these planets. And, again, my heart soared because I'm into space and stuff. But I was just... All I could think about is, oh, man, I, I hope that they're not contaminating anything. So that, that's a big worry for places like Titan and Europa and whatnot. And then it broke apart because, you know, it's goofy and it's Kerbal. But it, I was freaking out. I was freaking out, like, oh my the god, there could be microbes there that were that were gonna contaminate this planet. It's oh no. So Oh, oh Jesus. Good trailer. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna have to give him therapy from a video game. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, he's probably not the only one that needs it. Speaking of games that need therapy, how about that Avengers trailer? Or not trailer, but that Avengers breakdown. Uh, mm. <laughs> at least I really want to talk out about of the three of the characters look good. Three, three of five, them, yeah, three out of five look good. Who's your third? Black Widow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thor is she... God of War. Hulk is Hulk Smash. Yeah, Hulk is Hulk. <laughs> yeah. If you screw up Hulk, you really fucked up. You've done fucked up, son. But I have yeah, a no. feeling that Iron Man feels better to play than he looks. I, I God, I hope so because that gameplay looked real bad, real fucking boring. I'm real yeah, disappointed the in the one character I'd be interested in. So, well, and that's the thing. Like, I watched the clip and they were discussing. It's like, yeah, what they allowed people to play was more of a tech demo, character introduction, tutorial. Yeah. type thing and that the the game when it comes out is supposed to be a lot different now how different are you going to be because if you put something out and let people play it and then you're saying like oh this is just a small fraction of it the rest of the game's not going to feel like this it's like then what type of game are you actually making what well here well what should i what should i care about here's my thing there there is there are some worrying signs with the game but uh, here's my thing. Uh, Bio Interactive, Square Enix got rid of them. 
allowed them to keep the Hitman IP. And I found out that whenever it came time to put uh, Hitman 2016 on disc and also further the completion of Hitman 2, um, Square Enix actually worked with IO to find a publisher that was right for them. Which I guess, uh, you know, good on Square Enix, maybe? Well, yeah. That they and they also made sure to fund them so that they didn't have to fire anybody in the interim. Hmm. Like and all of this came about because Square Enix did not like the sales projections. Uh and where they were putting their focus was on Crystal Dynamics and this Avengers game. That and they so they had dumb such now. faith. Well, I don't know. They had they have such faith in this Avengers game that they were willing to do all that extra work and put up that money um, for that. I, I can't. It it boggles the mind. Well, and so I don't uh, doubt that part of it's just banking on the Avengers title. But it can't be IP alone. And that's the thing is, as we learn about this game and people finally got their, like, what everybody's been playing now is what was behind closed doors at E3. Yeah. Right. And what it sounds like to me is that this game is the next, this is the next evolution of games as service. I think that this game is going to actually fully integrate this whole hero squad based uh, online game. I don't know how to describe it, but this there's a lot of potential for failure here. But if this game ends up being what I think they're shooting for, I think people are going to be playing it for years and talking about how this is the new standard model. I also think? think that Bioware probably feels like shit. I'm. Mean, I don't have gonna, as much hope. <laughs> I'm also not going to rip into Bioware too much because I don't think it was their fault. No, no, but um, it's kind of bad when your entire game can't do what one fifth of this game is going to succeed at potentially. Potentially. In a world See, where everything the, goes right. That's the whole thing. Everything that could be good about this game is potentially. Well, and you could say as, that about any game. Well, I don't yeah, I know, think that there's this. I don't think I don't think that there's an indication that this game is going to fail any more than there's an indication that it's going to succeed. This game is purely 50 50 in my mind. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, I was just going to say, because I know it's a lot, it's very co-op focused from what I saw. Like, it can be played mm -hmm. single player, but it's focused on the co-op. That could hurt it in the long run. It could, it, but you could have said the same thing about Destiny, which is still going strong for some reason. And still can be, and can be played single player. Yeah, the, 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 only, the only thing you can't actively do single player, it's like, strikes, they auto throw you into a party fine whatever the matchmaking is actually not terrible you can't do the raids is the only thing you can't do multiplayer or you can't do single player but those also yeah. take like six hours and i'm not gonna now, bring my head on a wall for six hours with yeah. avengers it seems yeah. that the story can be single player or co-op and one of the things i've been wondering about this is they have said a few times now that uh 
you will play as all of the Avengers throughout the campaign. And so where I originally thought that every person in your squad would pick a player, I'm wondering if they're going to force you to switch out throughout the campaign. It's Which I makes mean, it's, sense in single I, player, but in multiplayer, that's weird. I think yeah. it's going to be more like... Uh, uh, I can't think of the of a proper title for it right now. I'd almost say a small mini-game that I've been playing, Full Metal Furies, uh, where you have a selection of squad members. So mm -hmm. you have the five Avengers. Let's say you go into a mission, you've got one other buddy with you. You can each pick a different Avenger, but you can't pick the same Avenger. So one time you play through, you might be Iron Man and Hulk. Another time you play through, you might be Thor and Iron Man. And I mean, so, it might hmm. just give you... It might give you uh, specific ones you can pick for that mission, too. Like, okay, for this mission, you can pick Hulk, Black Widow, or Thor. Yeah. Or, you know, another mission you can pick Cap or Iron Man. I, it, it all depends. And that's saying that, they're, that it's just these five. There could be more Avengers. Who knows? Yeah. And maybe that's a, a future thing for the game is to, to keep it going. It's like, oh, hey, now you get to play as the Guardians of the Galaxy because they're part yeah. of the MCU. Mm, yeah. He, here's Spider-Man. Here's... Uh... It would be nice to know what all they own in the license as well. Yeah. But it, it's something that we're going to keep that, you know, it's good to keep a close eye on. Yeah. Like the the next game, which no matter how close of an eye I keep on it, I still fucking don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, every Death time I see a new got trailer. some gameplay. Like it looks gameplay. like well, the what's game. Death Stranding. Ah, yeah. Okay. You know, United States Postal Service, the game. Yeah. <laughs> Now featuring p pissing Norman Reedus and Jeff yeah, what the hell? G off nightly. What the hell? <laughs> like, I was like, oh man, I would. You know what? Fine, they've got some gameplay trailer like details for this. Let's go and see that. And they start the gameplay stuff, and what's the first thing that happens? Norman Reedus takes a piss. To be fair, motherfucker's got a huge bladder. <laughs> Holy shit! <sighs> but still, why <laughs> is that a thing? Well, I mean, that to me, that's just fun. Come on. To me, that's the horse shitting in Metal Gear Solid Five. I guess. I mean, it's it's, any we, we have to make it at least somewhat movie. realistic. Yeah, but but no, I I, mean, I do think that that I think that that lends towards the survival part of the game. I mean, so so yeah, wait. Does, does that mean if you're in the middle of a chase and it turns out you have a full bladder, you might just piss yourself? I don't know. And that makes you more likely to be caught by something. <laughs> can, can I be honest about what I'd prefer? Sure. This is going to be the worst mechanic you've ever heard, but you have a moment where you your where Norman Reedus Sam has to. And you're being chased by dudes just like that one thing we've seen. And you you can uh, piss all over yourself, um, you know, if you have to. Or you can mash a button to hold it in. But if you mash the button too long, your bladder explodes and you die like an actual historic event. 
Oh god. I would, you know, I was thinking that you could piss somewhere to get something off of your scent. Like I was thinking you were going to go with that type of mechanic. Either Oh no, I just wanted it as a bad death mechanic. Like maybe that's how you get to the other side once in a while if you just <laughs> hold your piss too long. See, but but that's the thing like this trailer just it exemplifies what I've said every other time they've put out like a trailer or details. It's like check out this amazing new stuff we had. I'm like what? Well, that's a, that's something Why? Else really, that's something else I wanted to talk about is, so all the stuff that they released before was all traditional Kojima. It's like it. We've talked about this. It's highly revealing while still being cryptic, right? And what I find amazing is that this time the motherfucker just came out. His, both the char- the two character reveals that they did and the gameplay. They just, like, came out and showed the game full stop. It wasn't hiding nothing, and it still manages to say zilch. Yeah, but that that's not how you... The I mean, game is even more confusing now, but I cannot wait to play it. See, but it's... For a game, they're creating this division where it's like, you have the diehard Kojima fans... Where it's like, I've got to play this game every time they, like you're just saying, I see this new trailer, I still don't know what's going on, but I just, I have to play this game. I look at it and I'm like, this is making me care less and less. Because every time they put something out, it's like, oh, here's this new trailer about this new stuff about the game. And I'm like, but there's no point. I'm I'm a glorified mailman. Exactly. What can they put out? I feel like they've shown enough of the game that you kind of get the gist. You know if What's you're going to be into it or point? not. What's the point? What's the point of any game? Look at Disintegration. I, as soon as I watched that trailer, all I could think about is I half wanted to go online being like, I don't even understand what this is about. So, so what, you're fucking robot? How no, are you rebooting humanity? Hold on, I don't hold know on, hold on. Hold, on hold, hold your horses. You're saying Disintegration doesn't tell you what the game's about. You see a guy who is mostly robot. He's discussing uh-huh. how they came, we trusted them, they betrayed us, and then he goes off and starts wreaking havoc on what looks to be a group of aliens. And the trailer ends with him looking up at a giant spaceship in the sky above a cityscape. That's your whole premise. Aliens showed up, we trusted them, they backstabbed us, we're getting revenge for the human race. Aliens showed up, blew up the planet. You're trying to no. reconnect humanity. No, they didn't even blow up the planet. They no, just that corrupted them. Have they ever actually said that? Yes, it's been through everything. All I've seen is, oh yeah, there are ghosts on the other side. We use, we use stillborn babies to c- see the other side because technically That's they're the linked to the other side. They What's came the, out and they came out and finally explained what the babies are for. But why am I being UPS? That's there. You got to reconnect humanity. Like I don't, I don't know what else they could say that would make it any more clear. I think it's a very weird concept. I, I'm not saying I, that I it's easy. I, I in fact, the one thing, the one thing I learned watching the the character reveals is I totally understand why. If Kojima went out and started explaining shit to these actors the way that he does in these trailers, I totally get why a ton of the actors were like, 
I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because it sounds insane. But I don't think it's confusing. I just think it sounds insane. I just see it as Fetch Quest the game. Probably. I don't think that you're wrong there. And but I, do I think could we not have play that for more than 10 minutes. That's like a flash <laughs> game to me. Like, I'd sit down, I'd do one mission, and it's like, is the entire game like this? For the most part, I'm done. <laughs> like, I, like, when they showed him making that delivery, I seriously think that's the majority of the game. I think that the whole connection thing is going to be that, you know how they were talking about how the crazy multiplayer and stuff? I'm betting that you can deliver shit to other people in in a, a altruistic nearer automata kind of way. See what I like. I would have preferred a game, and again, I mean, this is personal preference. I would have liked to see a game keep the general premise where it's like something terrible happened, and you know, world is in ruin, and you're being a UPS guy, but it's like you're going through the physical ruins of the world being hunted down by these strange things that you technically can't see more often than not scavenging mm. for supplies to get to the next location for a greater plot. Not okay. UPS. As I got the, your package. Well, oh, thanks resident, bro. Great job. As the resident Kojima metal gear fan and all that, I would have preferred if this was just a one-shot season on Netflix. Sure, we can go. Yeah, yeah. I could see this being some sort of weird, like, The Postman like, TV I'm show. I'm real curious about the story. I'd like to see what he has to say. Uh, but Kojima can be so convoluted with shit. And it's, it's a wild idea that I, I would like to watch. I don't really think that there's going to be much of a game here. Like, I've been saying that. So, but watch it, let's watch let's... us all be fucking wrong though, and this is like the most in-depth game with the best gameplay. If they somehow pull that out of their ass, then I will. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to go suck Kojima's dick, but I will <laughs> yeah. give him a pat on the back and say, "Good job, you fool." I think. Good job. I think this is We're just going to be another divisive <laughs> game, especially since he's so focused on open world and stuff. I think this is going to be another divisive Kojima game where there are people who talk about how it's the greatest thing ever, and there are people who talk about how it's the worst thing ever, but the truth of the matter is it's mediocre. Yeah. It's a mediocre game with a wild-ass ideas, and maybe it has a, good, a few good things that it says. And some other company will come by in 10 years, five years maybe, make a game using similar mechanics, but a completely different oh, yeah. story, and adding like a more... There will be an indie developer who does it right. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a player-driven yeah. development, and it'll be like, oh, this is what he meant to do originally. See, no, yeah. I feel like everything in this game is going to have to be player-driven. So, like, if it is legitimately just Postman the game, <laughs> then, like, everything that happens will be warranted on if you make those deliveries or not. So if you lose a delivery, something doesn't happen or something else happens because somebody didn't get something, so now you affect the world. See, I'm, I'm down for making deliveries. I'm down for hazmat guys trying to steal my packages, having to stealth away from weird ghosts and stuff. All of that's cool. I wonder what the whole other side bit is. Well, here's hoping in the next trailer gameplay thing that they put out, we we get to see more, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, he I mean, did say that there will be more gameplay at TGS. Yep. So we'll we'll see what goes on at Tokyo Game Show uh, from Death Stranding, but uh, you know, right now I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it um, is what it is. Um. Last I'd... official trailer. Do we have another one? Did you? I got one. The last one. Did yeah. I miss... the... The oh, DBZ one? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, right. <laughs> Good job. Have fun in post getting rid of that. Have fun in post removing that silence. <laughs> I am a little ashamed to admit this, but yes, I actually choked up on the story trailer for that. See, I'm a little... I Obviously, every most people know the story of Dragon Ball Z. And this game yeah. is literally... The story of Dragon Ball Z, verbatim. I, um, it is nuts that after so many games that are like, oh, this one goes, you know, Saiyan Saga or Saiyan to Frieza, or but that we are finally getting a game where it's like you're going to play through Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, which That's which is good because cool. you get the, you get the full gambit and oh yeah, so. And as we had, I had touched on it lightly before, uh, before we started, that the combat looks very Bodukai. Initially, mm. like when I, like the first five minutes, I was like, okay, so it's just an open world Bodukai where you get randomly attacked by dudes. And then they got to the actual, like, because it was the Raditz sequence. They got to the actual Raditz fight, and that's where you really see that. Diver, uh, not diversion. Um, I guess divergence from the Bodukai. You know, button, 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 button. I mashed my buttons better than you mashed your buttons, so I win. Where it was like, no, here is this point in the combat where this is almost a scripted attack, or you need to react in a certain manner to avoid this attack because your button mashing is not going to beat what is happening on the other side of combat. And I liked mm. that. It was like, hey, you know, you're currently punching Raditz in the face. You punched him away. Now he's doing his special. And it's like, you can't just dive into him and punch him out of his special. His special is going to happen. And if you get that close to him, you're going to get hit by it. So instead, you have to properly dodge out of the way of the attack. And as the fight goes on, that attack changes. So there, you know, it has the initial mechanic that they showcase, but now there are also these other things you have to dodge while dodging that main attack. And then later on in the fight, you know, you're in the again punching Raditz in the face or Kamehameha-ing, Kamehameha-ing him away, and he'll do a follow-up attack where it's it covers up most of the screen. So it's like you have to block this. You can't just dodge. You can't just teleport out of the way of the attack like you could in the Bodukai games. Oh, so right. they they have added a what was I'm trying to think of the right word. Um it it is a scripted combat sequence within the fighter. And mm. I'm I'm curious about that. I'm actually that actually kind of sparked my interest into this game more than it originally that I had, because at first I was thinking, uh, it's just going to be, you know, Dragon Ball Bodukai or, you know, Dragon Ball Fighter. It's just yeah. going to be like one of those two. But no, this actually has kind of a uh, 
a story and a script behind it to play through. So again, now see, I'm, I'm not. The gameplay doesn't pique my interest much at all. Uh, the idea of finally having a Dragon Ball RPG absolutely does. Uh, I've been calling for the remakes of the Legacy of Goku series for years now, or another stab at Dragon Ball Z Sagas, which came out on PS2 and Xbox, and nobody ever talks about because they're horrible. <laughs> um, but just the idea of finally having an, a, a, a true console RPG of Dragon Ball Z, I've always wanted. So I'm happy about that. See, I don't know uh, how much RPG element is going to be there. I know they have the level system. Well, they, like, they also don't expect okay. equipment. Yeah, but, well, I don't know. There's uh, But there is, you know, there's money shop system. Uh, there's survival food system. Um, there's an eating and fishing mini games. Like, it, it very much seems like a, an action RPG. From all the gameplay and interviews they've done. They're also calling it an action RPG. Hmm. And it might uh, be a mechanic for, you know, health regen and, you know, temporary buffs yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think it'll be anything super in-depth. And yeah. thank God it's not a JRPG. <laughs> oh, God. No, keep leave that for Final Fantasy VII when that comes out. Oh, yeah. That actually looks good. But, mm. uh, but otherwise, mm. the, the combat does not pique my interest at all from what I've seen. Okay, I, I mean, well, and that, uh, you, you have it's always been very outspoken about your love. Said, for, yeah. you, you, you definitely have your outspoken love for the older Dragon Ball games for yeah. like the Game Boy Advanced era. So I, I, my first time really playing a Dragon Ball game was the Bodukai era, and I remember the, the button mashing fits which kind of got yeah. me out of trying any of the others. So with this That's one what having... That kind of killed it for me, and then like uh, whenever I picked up Xenoverse, mm. and I got my hands on Xenoverse, and it turned out that... Now, I know that Fighters is apparently a legitimate fighting game. Yeah, it's a, like it's a it. Street Fighter-style fighter. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try that, but... Uh, but otherwise, Xenoverse, it's just one of those one-button mashers. And the problem with this game is the other thing I saw was uh, moments where you and Raditz are just shooting key blasts around each other. And, and that well, gives and... me these Dokkan battle flashbacks. Which, again, was one of the things that I had seen. And then I saw during that, like when Raditz is blasting all of his little blasts at you, Proper dodging and blocking was kind of the default action. It wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to fly away really fast and dodge all the explosions. It's like, yeah. no, you have to properly dodge or block these because you're not getting, you're not just outrunning them. Sucks yeah. to suck. Yeah. So but, uh, that, and that's why I'm curious. About it. Also, there's something weird and floaty about Japanese games. <laughs> Well, and yeah, it's part. There's probably more to it for the reason why they go with that, and it might be just the studio that they went with. Yeah, but but for all my gripes and stuff, this is definitely one that's on my radar, and I'd like to get my hands. Right. And it, and it, it if it really is packing in, like, if it really is packing in the amount of content, it sounds like it is. It, that's amazing. Boo Saga alone. 
is almost as large as the rest of Dragon Ball Z. I see we hit the uh, D- Dragon Ball button this time. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but, all then. Uh... Jeez. <laughs> But no, uh, you were you were going to say something, Sedge. I I was just gonna wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have but, prattled on a bit long about that. I mean, that's fine. I've been super quiet at the end here because I've been fucking with some stuff on the back end of the podcast. So I've just been letting you guys have your conversation here. Right. One. So one last thing. And I'm actually surprised we almost forgot, because I guess it did technically happen today and yesterday. Apex. Oh, God. How did we almost forget this? Yeah. So Apex recently, their most recent add-on or mini expansion or whatever you want to call it, their Iron whatever. I, I haven't actually loaded it up to try it out because the first thing that was told to me about it was, oh, yeah, all of the cosmetics, the really cool ones, are behind a paywall. Iron yeah. you, can't just, you can't just get the packs and have a chance to get the cool-looking armor. No, you actually have to buy the specific ones to get the cool-looking armor. Like, not, not just, well, technically with the in-game currency, but it's the in-game real-money equivalent currency to get it. Yeah. And to get all of it, it's estimated at 140 bucks. Damn. That kind of tickled people in the wrong way. And so people went to Reddit about that. Basically just calling calling out Respawn like, hey, guys, fucking serious? One of the developers decided to uh, be a genius. He decided to feed the trolls is what he did. Yeah, he, he hopped into those Reddit forums and spoke his mind about why they were doing this. And at first he tried to, you know, explain it in the developer portion of it. It's like, you know, please understand, you know, it's a free-to-play game. We have to make our we have to make money somewhere in order to keep producing the game. And then people were just like, yeah, but 140 bucks out of each player to try and get some of these things because it's the only way to get it. That's bull. And at that point, it started devolving where he name-calling and all that fun stuff. And one of the big things that kind of keyed off a lot of people was this particular statement. There's a wealth of data available on how monetization works in free-to-play games. And we ourselves have run tests by putting skins on sale in the store. The amount of people who spend is crazy low. Most of y'all are freeloaders, and we love that. And a change in price doesn't ne- move the needle. So he called them freeloaders, and now he's, and we love that. Sorry, you said it. You, you decided to throw a punch. This guy probably doesn't have a job anymore. And if he still has a job there, he sure as shit is not in a good position. No, no. So it's, it's, I don't blame all of Respawn. I don't, it, it is one developer who hopped onto Reddit. He's the guy who says the phrase later, don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it, it's just one of those things where it was like, you went on to an open public forum to try mm-hmm. to defend yourselves. It's like, you don't do that. You're a developer. Don't, mm-hmm. don't go interacting with the public. Stay behind the door. You have PR people for this shit. Yeah, this Let is the one time we should have taken the Sean Murray model. And so, again, I think this dev is probably going to get crapped on pretty hard. And by the end of it, either he's not going to have a job or he's not going to be he's not going to be happy about where he's at. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you. He is very much that that guy is definitely in the doghouse. Yeah. And I I'm on the support of the common man, 140 pay uh, 140 dollar paywall to get the unique cosmetics is BS. Like it they shouldn't be specifically pay to unlock. They should be available for everyone to unlock through the standard packs. That's that was the mechanic they came out with. That was the mechanic that worked. People were okay with that. It was like, yeah, you could spend real money to buy 50 packs and try and get some of the cooler things. Go for it. But there was never a you must buy packs. Right. And the second they did that, it was just yeah. all bets are off. Sorry, guy. It's over now. Yeah. Good job, Apex. We're we're proud of you. Except we're not. Yeah, this and the, I won't say this is their first trip up, but this is their first major trip up. Yeah. Yeah, this is the this is the big one. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up before we wrap up for the night cuz that one oh, yeah. was kind of a big like, hey guys, new company did something dumb. Yeah, no, yeah. that was that's an important thing to discuss. Yeah. Uh, you guys got anything to plug tonight? Yeah. Well, go on then. <laughs> Continue. Well, I I thought that somebody was about to speak, and I realized. So anyway, um, I really want to plug these no clip documentaries on both Doom and Hitman. All right. They're uh, available for free on YouTube, and they are really, really good. We're not sponsored by the no clip documentaries, but I'll <laughs> no put them up club. on the Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you can find them there. Uh, yeah. Control. Pluggables. As always, find me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Control Freak. I should probably put out the proper spelling for that if they haven't caught on. You really should. But I do spell yeah. your name right at the description of every podcast. So. Yeah, but if people don't read to the second line or if you forget to put my name in the description, it doesn't help them. Uh, once. <laughs> <laughs> and Once. I caught it. Um, <laughs> granted, I caught it weeks later, but no, it's uh, twitch.tv slash control freak spelled C T R L F R 3 4 K. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Z Guru Review, Z E G U R U Review. If you can't spell review, uh, go back to school, please. <laughs> Rude, but all right. <laughs> Uh, and you can find Weird flex, me. but okay. <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter at sedge underscore gaming on Twitch at Lord Sedge Twitch.tv slash Lord Sedge. You can Did find you forget this your podcast, name? huh? 
Did you forget your name for a split second there? No, I forgot the order in which sentences were going to happen. <laughs> uh, my brain scrambled everything. Uh, you, can, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Gaming Casual Pod, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Gaming Casual Podcast. Hell yeah! The cleanest I've ever done that. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support the show as of right now, go yell our name at random folk on the street. Um, share it with your friends, share it with your family, tie them to a chair and force them to listen to it. Please don't do that last one. I really don't need that associated to us. No tying people to chairs. It's cool, man. Words don't have uh, consequences. Of course not. You know, like calling people asshats. <laughs> No, don't actually do that last one. We don't condone. Do that last one. We don't remember. We don't remember, that. audience, you're Sean Penn, and everyone else is Madonna. <laughs> okay. Either way, share us with your friends. That's how we get our name out there. Um, you can find us wherever you're currently listening to the podcast, as well as Google Play, uh, Podbean, Spotify. And if all goes according to plan, we should be on Apple Podcasts by the time this episode airs or shortly after. Woohoo! Why we weren't already on there, I don't know. But either way, we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Peace. Peace out. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And, and we're, we're the, the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. Damn, I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Hey guys, Sedge here. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our intro music, 8-Bit Onward by Heatley Bros. You can find them on YouTube, and I will be posting the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.